Welcome to the Wing Tomorrow podcast, where we explore the creation, development, and work of this county commissioner-sponsored community-based collaboration. I'm your host, Mickey Usups. Wayne Tomorrow engages our community in a powerful network of people, all pulling toward a shared vision of prosperity and opportunity for everyone. These first five episodes represent a sort of primer in which we take a closer look at what brought the effort about and how it has developed into a formidable ecosystem for change. In the first episode, we talked about how worrisome economic trends and the need to bring the community together led to an unprecedented exercise in communal self-awareness. Next, Mary Beth Wood of the Wayne Economic Development Corporation discussed the self-assessments as well as the studies conducted by professional consultants that helped give the initiative some guidance and offer directions on next steps, particularly as they relate to financing these efforts. Then we explored the financial side of Wayne tomorrow with Wayne County Chief Financial Officer Vicki Botcher and Wayne County Community Foundation Executive Director Ryan Jennings. We talked about how the county and the foundation work together to tackle this formidable challenge and why trust has become such an important part of the Wayne Tomorrow equation. Last time, we explored the relationship between Wayne County and Wayne Tomorrow, with the three county commissioners delving into the relationship and the role the commissioners and the various county departments play in moving Wayne Tomorrow projects forward. In this final episode of our primer on Wayne Tomorrow, I talk with Bob Muller Jr. and Jane Bollinger, who serve as co-chairs for the Agriculture Task Force. We look at why agriculture and the preservation of our farming heritage became a top priority from very early on in the development of Wayne Tomorrow. Now, let's talk ag. From the beginning, agriculture has figured prominently in the Wayne Tomorrow Initiative. Joining me today to talk about how and why that happened are the co-chairs of the Agriculture Task Force, Bob Muller Jr. and Jane Bollinger. Welcome to the program. I'm so happy to have you guys here. Agriculture is a big thing in our community and it's also a major, major focus of Wayne Tomorrow. In getting ready to do the interview, we talked a little bit about the fact that the Ag Committee um, or people kind of meeting to talk about how do we help save, um, inspire, and engage, and support our local agriculture community started even before that. Now, the two of you as co-chairs come to all this from very different backgrounds. Bob grew up on a farm, came up through 4-H, family was heavily involved with 4-H for decades, he served with the Wayne Conservation District. That's an organization here in Wayne County that works with farmers and property owners to help them manage their, their land. And Jane, you come from a completely different background. But I grew up in a rural area and my parents and my parents um, bought raw milk directly from the farm in the 1950s. Um, and I grew up in a house where real food was served three times a day because those were the days when moms often didn't work outside the house. And uh, my passion is to see that farmers succeed and make a living wage. And so I volunteer my time to work toward that goal. And a noble goal it is as well. And I like to call Jade a friend to agriculture because that is a role that she's definitely built um, here in the county. So let's begin by talking a little bit about how the conversations that have been growing and building momentum through Wayne Tomorrow got started because it does predate the, the actual initiative from the commissioners. Can you guys talk a little bit about when the discussions really, or what, when things started to formalize, I guess we'll start there. 
Well, I mean, Jane would come to even the, the conservation district board meetings, uh, so we would have conversations about agriculture and its future at the, the board meetings or, or after the board meetings. And, uh, so we also participated in these Upper Delaware Roundtable meetings that were uh, bringing people together from New York State and Pennsylvania side and discussing we did a lot of different topics, but agriculture was one of the major ones. And it was interesting to, to, to talk about what's happening in New York State versus uh, the, the PA side of the Delaware. And, and Jane and I both went to those meetings and just start to, to bring stuff together and realizing that we have common goals, but we also need to look to the future. And the future of agriculture was looking pretty grim. Yeah. Um, you know, the young farmers, I mean, if you look at the median age of a farmer in the United States, I think it's around 58 or 60, 60 years old. Yeah. And Wayne County and dairy farmers, it's even worse. Uh, so, you know, there's got to be a future in it. And the common thing for all of us is food. So what can we do with that? And I, and I come from like, like you said, Nick, I come from the dairy farm. I grew up on a dairy farm. I ran a dairy farm for eight years and, and I got a job with the conservation district and worked there for 32 years. But I, agriculture, the agriculture part of that was still my, my draw. And I retired in 2017 and it was just made sense to continue with this Wayne Tomorrow initiative. But we met a lot to talk about, you know, where can we go? What can we do? So it seemed to make sense, you know, to, to bring this into the Wayne Tomorrow initiative and, and getting and it's hard for industrial development corporations to realize where agriculture fits. Right. So like WEDCO, Economic Development Committee, it's, it's hard for them to realize where agriculture fits because it's individual businesses and operations. But right. in a whole, it's the largest industry in Wayne County, and one of the largest industries in Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania ranks like third in the nation in agriculture. So where does it all fit? Yeah. Well, you got to bring those farmers together and communicate and they're really tough to work with and communicating, but because by nature they're independent, they're, they're independent exactly souls, by yes. nature farmers are independent, yes. and that's why they do what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a passion for the land that they farm, and I find the conversation interesting because when you talk about farming wasn't really in a good state, I think it's important to talk just a little bit about dairy farming in particular, because that was predominantly what we had in Wayne County. Um, 1,500 dairy farms? That was back in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. So in the height, yeah. we had about yeah. 1,500 yeah. individual. Fa these are family farms yeah. that our, our families are getting their income and their livelihood from the farm, maybe from some other work outside the farm as well, but predominantly, predominantly from the farm. Yeah. That, as the changes in milk pricing, um, or actually just lowering of the price of milk it became and the, the, the actually the lack of increase in the price of milk That's really better, yeah. and the increase in the cost of production everything that has to do with production from the animals to the feed to the land to everything it became the, the margins became slimmer and slimmer and slimmer until the prospect was you can't make money as a dairy farmer the system not a small dairy farmer not like what we can operate here we can't do what they do maybe in uh, Lancaster County where they might be able to have five, six, eight hundred milk cows. We, we don't, our land doesn't allow for that. Right. So our dairy farmers and our dairy farm families, not just our farms, these are our families, 
were in a bad way as we get, got into the 80s and into the 90s. Then we start seeing kind of the, the same sort of deterioration in other elements of our economy where we start losing those manufacturing jobs and other things start to disappear. And now all of a sudden we get to 2010 and we're in this condition um, that's, that w w at the very least we don't want to continue as it is. Um, and if we don't do anything, it'll get worse. So now it's time to move forward. And that's where Wayne Tomorrow begins. So bringing in agriculture, obviously these discussions were already happening because of the state of the dairy industry here in Wayne County across the Commonwealth. Um, but when you, when you meld this now into Wayne Tomorrow, they consciously brought in a lot of people from a lot of different kind of backgrounds who maybe didn't understand or maybe just didn't have experience with agriculture or agriculture as we know it, uh, dairy agriculture. Um, how did this all kind of play out? Because I know you guys started to gather, you started to do, you know, you're, you're in, into the, um, the ag study group. So we started by bringing more people to the table. So, and some of them were, so we see this as a public-private partnership. So some of the people coming to the table were uh, from Penn State Cooperative Extension, some uh, farmer from the Conservation District yeah. who's active with the Farm Bureau came to the table, um, and some other, uh, some farmers started to come to the table. And we all started talking about what our needs are and how we can go forward. And around 2000, I'll say 17, uh, we got serious about doing an ag economic development plan. Um, and with support from the county, uh, we hired a consultant who wrote the ag economic development plan. Uh, he finished it. In, he worked on it in 2018, and early 2019 it was published. Dairy Day, or I'm sorry, Dairy Ag Day, Dairy Ag Day was yeah. when he presented that, right. that the findings of his right. work. And people can see the Ag Development Plan on the county's website and yes. the Wayne Tomorrow website. Correct. Absolutely. There are buttons on the homepage of both WayneCountyPA.gov as well as WayneTomorrow.com. And that really helped us focus where we needed to go. I mean, there were recommendations in there. Um, another interesting thing was happening simultaneously, more vegetable farmers than there used to be. And part of that was in reaction to some dairy farms going out of business, and here was this land. And the, the vegetable farmer part of uh, ag in Wayne County has been growing. There's still plenty of room for more growth. You saw a food trend happening where people suddenly wanted to go to farmers markets. They wanted to know where their food was really coming from. Um, they didn't. They didn't want to eat as much processed food, and so that whole food movement um, has also driven some of the changes locally. And we are seeing, um, like you said, a, a rise in the number of new vegetable farms. Um, some of them, many of them, younger farmers um, who may have uh, grown up in traditional agriculture and now are sort of um, looking for new ways to either come home 
or to seek out that life on the land. There's a there is for many people there is a certain uh, charm, you know. Perhaps when you look at it from the outside of living on the land, uh, it's hard work. I know every time I interview a farmer, they they'll tell you know it's a great life, but it's you know you work hard. Um, but most of the I know, I've never met a farmer who's afraid of hard work. That's for certain. Um, but it, was, I, it was kind of interesting getting to that plan, though, is that we, we involved stakeholders. I mean, we right. brought in uh, vegetable growers in one group and dairy farmers in another group and livestock uh, and animal producers. Honey and, and maple. And, honey and maple, yeah. Uh, it was, foresters. It was kind of enlightening because you start realizing that it's more than dairy farming in this county. It's more than just taking care of animals. It's vegetable people, you know, to take a, a, a county commissioner out to a, a, a vegetable farm and have them go, oh my God, this is amazing, is it, kind of fun to see. And even right. for me, because that traditional side, Jane, Jane's been involved with the, the vegetable growers for quite a bit. Long time. For a lot, very long time. And, you know, my programs were more animal based that I worked with because that's how we went with the state. And then they don't need much for erosion control on their vegetable farms because right. they're small scale. So when we go to you know dairy farm and they've got 20, 30 acres of corn planted, we have to you know work with them on conservation. But um, it was kind of enlightening to bring these groups in and and to hear from them. We, we completed uh, the SWOT strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats analysis, and and you start identifying things and start putting them where they belong, and all of a sudden you you now got the, the the footwork done for a an economic plan, right? And, and that's where he from, came in. And we heard from the farmers themselves. What are your needs? So, um, the the livestock producers said we need slaughterhouse. Right. The dairy farmers said we need other markets for our for our product. Right. Um, and so over time, some of those ideas ha are coming now to fruition and that was through help from the from Wayne tomorrow and the commissioners and other stakeholders you know I think you know one of the, one of the things was education and, and for years uh, the, the, the Farm Bureau and other organizations have tried to support agricultural education in our local schools and tried to move that forward and it's been a little tough to do that and I think through with the, the efforts. I mean, with, in light of the economic uh, conditions that I talked about just a few minutes ago, um, understandable why that might not have been a, a sort of career path <laughs> that they were pointing people towards because it was becoming more and more untenable. Yes. But their young people wanted, enough young people wanted to pursue it. Yes. Right. And so, you know, with you know some of our discussions, next thing we... we it, the evolution was where Homesdale High School is talking about an agriculture program. And now look at them. They've got their greenhouse in yep. bloom, and greenhouse it's amazing. Greenhouse in bloom. They've got a Future Farmers of America chapter, which yes. the, that dissolved in 1977, I think it yeah. was. You know, it's the only FFA chapter in our county. And they have 100 students participating. 100 students. That's how much interest they're in. Yep. There is among today's high school students who want to pursue agriculture because of their the way they grew up, because of where they grew up, you know, yeah. they they when they look into their future, they see themselves involved with the land, and the, it's very um, it makes my heart happy, and I think it should make all of our bellies happy because they're our food security for the future. 
you know, without young people interested in working the land and, and, you know, making food or not making food, but producing food, um, where are we all, you know, none of us are going to thrive if we don't have a good healthy food system. And the key part of that is the producers, the farmers. And we should give a shout out to who's the ag teacher. Yes. She's graduating her first class of seniors who have been with the program for four years. Wow, that's fantastic. Wow, it's been and, four and years some of them are going on to yeah. ag school. And... and and I would point out, I know in my own graduating class, I'm sure in yours too, Bob, we're both Honesdale High School graduates, um, there were a significant number of, of people in my graduating class who went to Penn State University for horticulture, uh, agriculture, ag sciences, whatever it was. They still wanted to, um, but, you know, you had to find another way, food yeah. science. Yep. Um, you know, we can, I mean, we, could, we could talk about those connections probably all day. Um, but the, the, I want to talk a little bit about, going, go back a little bit to um, those SWAT days, you know, the, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, and I know they were they were conducted. There were there were work groups that looked at workforce. There were works and, and things, but everybody was kind of talking. And agriculture seemed to run across the board. Like it seemed like regardless of who you we were talking to, everybody kind of felt that preserving our agriculture heritage was important. Um, whether you think of it as heritage, it's a way of life. Right, and right, heritage, a way of life. But Wayne Tomorrow and the work that you guys were doing made agriculture the goal. Like agriculture, and I think this is, I, I love the idea, agriculture as an economic engine. Right, and the key. that is the key. By having a strong agricultural sector, and this involves everything from vegetables animals um honey wood products if you're a vegetable grower you still need supplies right if you're a vegetable grower and you survive you also go out and spend in your local community so it's and those businesses established whether it's a, a small a small vegetable grower or a large vegetable grower or a dairy farmer their money stays here locally yeah. and more of it and so more you, of it right you buy a tractor you buy feed for your animals you you know the guy who sold you the tractor is paying his employees, mechanics. You know, he's probably got a mechanic there. He's gonna have a salesman there. He's gonna have a parts guy there. You and know, he needs employees who know the newfangled technology to fix their Absolutely, and and all of these things we're gonna be able to talk about as we move forward. And economically, with I think one of the figures I saw one time, and I, I don't remember the exact multiplier, but agriculture on the economic side is the largest multiplier yes. for economic development. Right. So that money moves more in agriculture than it does in many other industries. Right. More more money stays in the community yep. from agriculture, whereas other industries, um, a larger percentage of that money is extracted from the community for outside services or whatever it might be. I wanted to go back to the idea of, of Wayne Tomorrow when different um, aspects of our community came together. And there's been an amazing amount of cross-pollination. So the workforce development people who are trying to create jobs have been working hand in hand with agriculture currently to uh, provide to set up apprenticeships and internships 
where young people can work on farms for credit or be paid okay. as paid interns. There's also the um, the mechanic internship, right? Yeah. The mechanic for farm equipment right. mechanic, right? Um, and oh, the other one is tourism. Yes. So oh, yeah. agriculture tourism is big in a lot of places. And that's another and one where they more money to happen here. They people who do who do agritourism tend to spend more and more of what they spend stays in the community where they spend it. There's so the, a business that does on farm weddings. Yes. Yep. There's there just, have been summer camp. I can't I don't know if it's been annually, but almost annually there have been farm tours. Yes, um, almost annually. I mean, uh, uh, COVID, COVID, of course, stops right, that off. But, but, but they've done them, yeah, annually. Yeah. And, and, and they're booked. Yeah. Right. The, the 2019 sold, one was booked. The 2018 right. was booked. Yeah. No, these are for the we public to. sold out two buses the last yeah. time. And yeah. it's absolutely fascinating. I did the first one. Yeah. I think it might have been the second one, actually, but first one I knew about. So and, that cross pollination uh, at the table when the Wayne Tomorrow Large Committee meets. Um, we all learn about each other's economic sectors, and we're, we're partners. Yeah. And the partnership and collaboration, we have said, is Wayne Tomorrow's superpower. Well, think of the, the, the you know, you've got the hospital involved with the, the, the food, was a food pharmacy mm -hmm. program, you know, so we're, we're trying to develop a healthy community, mm -hmm. then the cross-pollination of the, of the uh, food pantry, mm -hmm. which I would never put that together, but, you know, now, we're looking at trying to find ways to, well, actually it did work last year, integrating local produce yes. into the food pantry so consumers were eating more fresh produce. And that continues. As opposed to canned and processed yeah, produce. Absolutely, and that, that continues as we speak, um, thanks to the generosity of the community and there are, many, there are yeah. hundreds of thousands right. of dollars in donations during the COVID pandemic. Right. So the, during COVID, some of the farmers lost their, vegetable farmers lost their restaurants because the restaurants were closed. Um, and they turned to the food pantries, and they were able to be paid their wholesale prices mm -hmm. um, to sell vegetables to the food pantries. Um, well, I think we're seeing that connection with food and people, and that, yeah. that farm-to-table idea. Like, how many restaurants recently have opened, or we're there's looking at? There's a new one. Yeah, there's another one. TikToks. Yeah. yeah, just opened. Yeah, They're just opened. Yeah. I mean, it's so that 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 connection between food and people. And I think it was realized even more in 2020 of the need for that local, that local food sources. And I mean, and that's nationwide. They started to realize that, and hopefully that the, the, the big government is starting to realize that big agriculture and big processing is probably not the best way to go. Okay. And I think they realize it, but how do you scale back? And that, that's what they're going to have to be looking at in the future. Because okay. scaling back is going to be hard, but that hard for us because we're scaling up <laughs> smaller is better smaller is better Sometimes. yeah you know i mean and and you know in the 1960s and 70s the farm was sort of the center of the community certainly the grange hall yeah the grange hall yeah the grange hall the was you know um and and that that's how i had fallen by the wayside through the years yeah. but there you know. are still active ranges. Oh yes, no, I know, and I've 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 been to several of them, and and uh, um, but you know, Wayne tomorrow, and, and and sort of who Wayne County is, um, has I think long been shaped and defined by agriculture and um, the farm, the farm, the farm family, and the farmer, and the rest of the world. Really, everybody's um, kind of coming back to that. 
to that sort of community. I think we all sort of retracted our sense of, I once learned um, th about the, the definition of nationhood. And we talked about Robert E. Lee, who was off offered the opportunity to leave the troops in the, the Union forces, but he could not fight against his homeland of Virginia. So to him, Virginia was his nation. He could, that was the largest thing that he could pledge his allegiance to essentially was Virginia. Um, and that concept of nationhood. And I think we've all, COVID made us kind of retract that, that idea, not of nationhood, but of who, what, it, what, what influence, what forces influence us more directly. I think we kind of all contracted that bubble a little bit, you know, from sort of this global everywhere to more of community and out rather than global and in. And I think for a, for a while there, we were living globally in. And the pandemic has kind of made shifted our focus to community out. And I think that that is, uh, I have goosebumps. I think that that's a good thing for humanity. And I think it's a great thing for Wayne County and Wayne Tomorrow because with Wayne Tomorrow, we're positioned to take advantage of it. And the thing I didn't realize is that that I was thinking across, you know, the, the nation and the state that, that groups like ours have been meeting to discuss these types of things, and they're not. They're not. Pennsylvania Agriculture Department is. Now. I give them credit. Yeah, now. Yes. But when we started this whole ag thing, we were, I didn't realize, you know, one of the few counties yeah. that were meeting and developing an economic plan for agriculture and meeting with the stakeholders and trying to develop a future for agriculture yeah. in, the, in the region. And a PA is now with their TMAG programs and, and, and coming with And them. really, and I, and I know Brian Smith has said it, um, it, got, it came to the point for Wayne County, we couldn't wait for somebody else to come along and help us fix our problems. Yep. That's right. Yep. And Wayne tomorrow was this area's answer to seizing our own destiny. You know, it, we, we're not, we're, we're, we don't like what we see if we don't do anything. We don't see any answers out there. We need to find our own. And we found them, or, you know, grassroots, we found them very naturally um, from what our values and our goals and desires are as a community, and then elevated them you know, to larger goals than now the county. And as we look across the world, now the state, federal level, they're starting to see the same kind of thing we saw. Um, and lucky for us, we're kind of light years ahead. Yep. And, um, and we've got our collaboration superpower that will help us move these incredible projects we'll be talking about as the podcast moves forward. Thank you guys very much. That was You're a welcome. wonderful Thank and wide-ranging interview. Thank you. Thank you. So that concludes our five-part primer on Wayne Tomorrow. Next, we'll start to explore actual Wayne Tomorrow projects and initiatives. Wayne Tomorrow engages our community in a powerful network of people, all pulling toward a shared vision of prosperity and opportunity for everyone. The Wayne Tomorrow podcast is dedicated to sharing the story of this county-sponsored community-based collaboration, which focuses on projects, resources, and infrastructure needed to move Wayne County, its people, its culture, and its economy into a vibrant future program is produced by the Wayne County Commissioners. To listen to this podcast, sign up for a monthly newsletter, get involved, or learn more. Visit waynetomorrow.com. Send us your feedback at waynetomorrow at waynecountypa.gov. We'd love to hear from you. 
I'm your host, Mickey Yusufs. Thanks for listening.